Hey guys, and welcome to the new episode of Automated Seller Podcast. Today, I have a new guest, Elizabeth from Jungler. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks. So Elizabeth is a co-founder of Amazon advertisement agency called Jungler. And yes, uh, first of all, Elizabeth, if you could tell your story before co-founding this agency, uh, were you actually a seller or uh, how did you learn Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. So seller, very small time. Um, although full time, I was a stay at home mom. So I have six children. Um, kept, life kept me busy. Uh, we're trying to get a side hustle on the, you know, to be able to bring the family together, um, which is what we had wanted. And um, so that, of course, led to one of the greatest side hustles of all time, which is Amazon, um, which, of course, led me to Amazon ads. Uh, turns out that I really like running ads. I would have never considered myself somebody who would probably know the first thing about data or data, data analytics. I had to learn on the fly um, when we started selling and fell deeply in love with it. And uh, this was around... Gosh, I'm trying to think timelines, but I want to say it was like 2018 when I started to get more into like the Facebook groups. Um, mm -hmm. The Facebook groups honestly are a little bit dead these days, but back in the day, <laughs> they were super hopping. And the context uh, there was people were still asking, should I run Amazon ads? Nowadays, everyone's like, how do I run yeah. it? But the conversation back then was, should I run it? And if I do run it, how do I how even do do this thing um for those of you who've been in it for a little bit think of before the targeting types got split out in the auto like how many updates have we had since then? i can't even run my brain around it but uh that was where people kind of were and so i was like well everyone's asking these questions turns out i have answers and so i would just answer the questions and of course that led to somebody being like hey I don't want to have to deal with this. Is this something you do? And I was like, yeah, I guess I could. And so that, that that's kind of our origin stories and just been growing ever since. So you actually started to helping those people on the Facebook groups and then uh, mm. it kind of turned to the agency work more. I mean, you, you that's yeah. how you get your first clients, right? So you are running yep. their accounts. But before you actually learned to run Amazon advertisement in a hard way just by doing mm -hmm. it on your own, right? Um, yeah. I, I wonder, so you said 2018, actually, I don't know, um, because especially like I, I'm from Poland and Amazon here is super new. Um, I lived in Germany for uh, three years, so I mm -hmm. actually started using it there. Um, mm. But still like 2018, I really wonder, um, did you have any like online resources to even learn it? Because right now, obviously there's so many, first of all, fake gurus who are running those scammy mm -hmm. uh, courses. But on the other hand, you have great resources as well. I also hosted a couple of guests here, for example, Brandon Young. Uh, I know that he's running great community uh, seller systems when he teaches um, a lot of things about Amazon. So obviously right now you have resources, but back then, how was the situation? Yeah, so I wasn't the first wave of people who are trying to figure it out. Uh, so I definitely am appreciative that I did have a leg up in some way. So it wasn't like when it first came out. Of course, I wasn't in the heydays of like, you know, five cent cost per clicks either. Like they were much higher cost per clicks and I got into them and more complicated. So in like the beginning, OG, you know, it's like typical, like you run auto. So that, like that whole strategy of like, running autos and then migrating whatever converted in those and like kind of up the funnel like very typical um 
sort of crossover from your Google ad strategy, that was still quite prevalent. Um, but there was more uh, keyword research tools. There were keyword research tools available when I, I came out, of course, you know, not search query performance mm -hmm. data and not as robust as they are now. However, there was still a decent amount of support. Um, there wasn't as many pillars in the community. I want to say, obviously, Brian Johnson, like absolute OG. Um, so he put out a lot of good content. I remember watching a lot of good content from um, Jungle Scout, obviously Destiny, um, putting out, still putting a lot of, out a lot of good content. Um, I think Sean Smith had wound down his content slightly, but he still had some stuff out. So there was still like people who had pioneered before me that I highly appreciated mm -hmm. getting that context. Um, so I did have that, but definitely School of Hard Knocks learning, which I have like pros and cons to everything. Um, so, I mean, like the cons is like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff. I, I went about it the hard way, but I am highly appreciative of everything I've learned up to this point. Cause even though I look back at what I was learning, I'm like, I don't have to struggle that hard, <laughs> but I'm oh, also yeah. like, there's so many things that I know now. Um, and like how to look at data or how to like, a lot of it was trying to like build my own manual solutions using spreadsheets and downloaded reports. So I got a really good intense look at, um, like how data points mesh when there's discrepancies, like how do you like basically sort of taught myself data cleaning and data analysis and like all of that stuff was it's, it's all self-taught and that's how I like learning honestly like my favorite way to learn is to get a project i i don't really like courses because my brain like i need to attack the problem head on so my favorite thing to do is like figure out a problem that i want to solve dive high heart like yeah. head first into that problem get in water up to my neck where i can barely tread but i can tread enough to figure it out and then <sighs> so my learning curve is exponential but it's I'll be honest it's a bit of a painful process yeah I see what you're saying I mean it's the same with me like when I learned how to code it's there's so many courses but mm. every time I was just going through the course I was almost falling asleep so yeah I actually <laughs> learned it by doing a lot of projects so I, I I can see like a comparison here you just learn it by doing mm -hmm. I actually didn't ask you what did you sell uh like when you started and are you actually still selling uh, the products or you are just fully focused on the agency right now? Yeah, so fully focused on the agency. Um, I like being able to direct my attention to one thing. Um, that's actually really, really worked for me. That's why we're strictly uh, ad management and we haven't added on additional services is because like, I can I can raise my hand and say like we are one of the best when it comes to Amazon advertising management. Um, I would prefer to say that about anything we do. And so I don't feel like I feel like I could learn almost anything at this point. But as you grow and gain knowledge, it's it's not about what you could do. It's what should I be focused on? And so I've just made the election totally. decision that this is what we're going to be focused on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not, not currently selling. We had, um, so like I said, times blur because like I said, I have a lot of kids and I was pregnant a lot. So between that, like selling a uh, part of the winding down process was, um, I had, uh, twins. 
Um, and then that was a little bit rough to go through, if I'm being honest. Like, newborn babies, I can handle two at once. It's just a bit much. I got through it. I'm super grateful for it. But it, it was a trip. So a lot of things like when stuff comes up in life and you're like, if we all ate today, it was a good day when you're functioning like that, like trying to run a business on top of that is a bit much. Um, totally. So it just kind of naturally wound down. Mm -hmm. And what were, you, what were you selling actually back then? Yeah, so it was uh, replenishable home goods. Okay, got it. So yeah, Elizabeth, then let's focus on actual um, agency part and um, working with your clients. So mm -hmm. let's say um, I'm interested in um, like I'm already selling something and I would be interested into getting to the advertisement. However, um, I have the funds. I don't have the time to do that. So mm -hmm. I approach you. How the typical um, collaboration with you work? Like how, how do you approach uh, working with your clients? Do you have like some strategies that you actually develop to them? Do you manage their accounts fully? How does it work? Yeah. Um, so it's definitely hands off on their end as far as the ads go. Um, or the actual development of the ads and the ad strategy, I would say. Um, I always tell clients, like, my goal is for you all to be able to run your business, um, but not have to worry about how does my ad strategy fit into that. Um, so you'll find, like, we actually, uh, we've been doing this for a while, but we've recently, like, kind of carried that over to our audit process as well. Um, I have a very top-down approach to running ads um, as opposed to what I consider like more of a bottom-up approach. Um, so oftentimes if you go in for an audit, right, which is very standard in our industry, like let's do an ad audit. People do that even regardless if they're looking for another solution. They just want to know like, hey, what's going on? I don't know what I don't know. Like what, what should I be focused on? Um, and so a lot of ad audits will go into your account and they'll say, okay, you know, like, you don't have a full funnel build out for, you know, this product line, you have negative keywords that need to be added here, here, everything's running, you know, you told me your target's 25% ACoS, but here's, you know, a list of keywords that are running over your target ACoS. Those evaluations are good. Um, but what I find is that they're not business centric. Um, and what I mean by that is, I, I highly believe that your ad strategy should flow in flow from your business goals. It shouldn't be what I never want to do is get into account and say, this is the good way to run ads. Because let's be honest, there's best practices and there's things that are good and things that are, you know, pros and cons. Um, but I don't want to get into account and say, okay, this is what good looks like. So I must blanket apply good to your entire ad account. Um, so that's essentially my thesis. And then, mm -hmm. so our strategy is highly built around that. Um, and so we actually have a three, like a three-step approach. And so again, we've carried that over to our audit. So consequently, our audit has, there's like four steps in it essentially, mm -hmm. but it's like a, a three, three-tiered approach, you can say. Um, so one of those tiers is looking at your account, your overall account. So we, along the way, have um, started managing quite complex accounts. 
complex being many SKUs, many ASINs, mm -hmm. many listings. And marketplaces and so, also probably mul yes. multiple marketplaces. Yeah. So yeah. Take, take a clothing account and multiply that across five different marketplaces and you can imagine the struggle that it is to make sense of something like that. Um, mm -hmm. And so what we would find is oftentimes uh, the business owners would be handing out directives. Like I need you to focus on this. I need you to focus on that. I need you to focus on this which we always did because we wanted to be helpful. But then oftentimes what would happen is there was this, the business owner was going, okay, I think you need to focus on this for the ads. And then they would come back to us three or four months later and say like, oh, wait, we just had you focus on something that actually isn't driving results for our business because it's not a huge piece of our revenue stream. And wait, we need you to pivot to this and pivot to that. And we've done it and we we ended up doing enough of those pivots. I was like, there has, there has to be a better way for us to look at it. And so the better way that we've come up with is it's very simple. It sounds so stupid simple when you hear it, but it's percentages of total. Essentially, mm -hmm. what is the contribution to the total that this one product is driving? Because at the end of the day, our account, even though most people look at my sales, you know, you hear, oh, I have X amount of sales. I have X amount, you know, my A cost is X, my total A cost is X. All of those things are built up of individual products. So then my question is, which of these products is driving good performance and which of these products is driving poor performance and what places in the account do we need to tweak to be able to drive that performance? So essentially, like I said, that's baked into our audit is what is the overall account? how are the trends on an account level, right? What are the business objectives? How are these trends hitting and or not hitting those objectives? And then based on the account, you know, so goes the product, so goes the account, then that second tier, which is what I find that most um, audits miss is actually like this middle tier of, so that you look at the account, say like my sales are this, my A cost is this, my total A cost is this, I need to hit X, okay, great. And then they'll jump down into the ad strategy. So they'll go, okay, A cost is this, great. To lower A cost, I need to lower the ad spend. So therefore I'm gonna jump in and figure out all the places I need to lower ad spend, mm -hmm. which is not a bad approach. But what we've discovered is oftentimes if all you're looking at in the account is what are my targets above X A cost, Sometimes you're optimizing spend on a product that's driving like 1% of total sales contribution or 1% of total spend contribution. And when that happens, the, the amount you're moving the needle is marginal. Like we, I did an analysis the other day and I'm like, you could literally cut spend 100% on this one product and you're not even going to move the top line numbers by like a point. It's like ridiculously small, but that's where all the inefficiencies are when you look at it from strictly an ad perspective. So this middle perspective goes, okay, what are my trends? Where are they going? And how does that connect to my ads? We actually have two custom reports we've built that allow us. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I could, I could go into an account today with, I think what, we do... what do you mean custom reports? Like you, you developed some kind of tool that helps mm -hmm. you to develop those strategies or how, how does yep. it work? Yep. So it's essentially that. So we have mm -hmm. we have two custom reports. One of them that's looking at on a per product level, um, 
where are our trends? Because again, we're looking at trends on the account level. We want to marry that down into the per product level and what's happening right now. And then we have another report that um, I'm super proud of. We've it's it's literally been a brainchild of mine for probably two or three years now, and we finally got mm-hmm. it developed in a way that's like manageable because before oh my gosh to put this thing together was ridiculous so we have some automations (laughs) behind it now um but it's essentially mirroring the per product down to the ad so this connecting of things on a per product level then being able to quickly slice and dice what's happening in the ads and then being able to relate the two together um has allowed us to be kind of next level with when like where do we allocate stuff what Mm -hmm. you know where are the efficiencies, where are the inefficiencies, and then like where do we need to spend our time? Got it. And for the actual management of the clients' accounts, do you use some other software or you have also something built custom? Yeah, so it's a hybrid of both. Um, for analytics, I have realized that data pulling, cleaning, um, really when it comes to data analysis, I think you can build some pretty sophisticated things custom, which is, again, part of our customer reports. Um, but for looking at things over time, that's a heck of a lot of data to pull. So it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense to do that manually. Um, so what we've done is we partner with a tool called KPOC. Um, I love their analytics. Like we've been really digging into analytics as a team because honestly, I think that's what that's what takes a good account manager and makes them a rock star is to be the ability to read the story in the analytics. So we're heavily focused on that. And KPOC has been a huge part of that for us. Um, but then as far as taking those insights and then making sure that's applied to the account, um, we've built some pretty good, I say pretty good, I'm pretty proud of our internal systems for management. So we mm-hmm. haven't fully integrated with KPOC for some of those management structures because we've, we've been able to get some really stellar results with internal. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a hybrid. Awesome. So actually, if you build some of the, those tools, you probably don't have to pay the percentage of the ad spend because yeah. I know that a lot of agencies um, actually really complain about about those. I mean, there are great tools out there, but um, it's extremely hard to predict um, profit of your business. I'm talking, not talking mm-hmm. about the actual management of the client, but actual agency business model. Um, so that's why, for example, people also go to us and request custom tools for yeah. ad management because it's just so freaking expensive sometimes. So I was just really curious and I always love to hear stories about custom tools in the Amazon space since this is our mm-hmm. niche. Um, so Elizabeth, so one more question regarding actually managing your clients. Is there like a minimum budget that the client should consider spending when um, even working with you or just like, you know, going in, into ads and trying by yeah. them own? Yeah. So I say in the beginning, um, as much as some new sellers don't want to manage ads themselves, <laughs> uh, you figure out a lot. Um, I think it's, I would prefer probably clients who have at least a bit of an understanding of the ad account. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, as far as who we work best with, so we've actually recently like hyper identified like who, who we work best with and who we get the best results with. So it tends to be brands who are doing like between one and $5 million a year already. They have a solid brand in place and they're really looking to scale, but with their current ad structures, they're just struggling and they haven't, been able to really figure out how their ads can help support that 
um, accelerated growth that they're looking for. Um, and at this point, it doesn't really make sense for them to hire an internal team member because costs there. Um, so what they're looking for is they're like, look, I need someone to be able to drive the innovations on my account, right? Like at this point, I'm a big enough brand owner. It doesn't make sense for me to be even in the weeds. Even if they are someone who really enjoys ads, they're realizing like even me as a business owner, I'm like, oh, I was even like going to write an SOP today. I'm like, why am I doing it? Like I, I need to like, I need to be delegating these things. So they're realizing they're like at the point, they're like, I need to delegate. I need to actually like run my business, the whole in the business on the business kind of dynamic. But yet I'm realizing that ads are roughly 50% of my business at this point. So it's a very, very important and integral piece to be able to get right. And I need someone who's going to keep up with the constant updates, innovate mm -hmm. on strategy, make sure that they're, again, in the analytics, driving these things, helping me know what's prioritized in my business. Because some of these brands are coming to us and they're like, look, I, I know these are my best sellers, but like, Am I, have I reached the top of the mountain with these things? Is there anywhere mm -hmm. else in the catalog? Like, I want to be able to say, okay, inventory is this, this is this. I have, you know, I'm over positioned here. I'm under positioned here. Figure it out. Like, don't make me think about it. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> that's what we work best with. Got it. Got it. Um, since we actually started talking about uh, clients, could you share one of your best actually success stories? Uh, so you, someone that you help your clients scale, I, I don't know, maybe tw yeah, twice I think or three X. One of, one of my favorites, and this is a client that like, uh, he's so awesome to work with and that he has very specific directives, meaning like I need to, my goals are this, I have this much budget. Um, I'm okay with this, these variables go. Um, and I have one of my account managers who's like absolute rock star. So, I mean, like communication with him is on point. I'm messaging back and forth. And he, we were managing another account of his um, and he wanted to start up this new account because it was a completely different product vertical. Um, and so we actually took him from zero to 800K what do you mean from zero? Say, like that the client zero. just So beginning started? of the account, like brand new account, nothing oh, really? to it, nothing okay. in it, brand new products. Um, we took that to like 800K. I want to say it was in three to four months. Oh, wow. That's now, that's really impressive. Now I will say for everyone <laughs> listening, I went, oh my gosh. One, he had very aggressive growth goals. Two, mm -hmm. he was okay with pro like certain profit allowances because of those growth goals. And we also hit um, seasonality in there. Okay. So there's variables that are going, to, like results yeah. may vary, asterisks, you know, yeah. like those kind of. <laughs> but did you actually help also this client to get on Amazon? And uh, because, you know, uh, I know that you're spe specializing on an Amazon advertisement, but uh, do you also do some other Amazon services like actually listing optimization, SEO, all those kind of services. So you help the client also to properly set up the Amazon account and get there. Yeah. So that's a good question. So no, we don't work best with those clients. I, I, I will get clients coming to me. I actually had a couple other people message to like get on a sales call and they would say, okay, like I want this, this, and this, and they think it's an ad piece. And I'm like, well, Actually, it sounds like you need all of these things. So that would be full service. So if you need full service, I have people I can refer you to um, because mm -hmm. I'm not going to be the best fit for everyone. And I'm totally fine with that. 
Um, so we work best with clients who have an account set up, or in this case, uh, this client was highly familiar with the process. He was highly familiar with how to set up the Amazon account. Um, he was just like, I need the ad piece because I know how to do the listings, product development, all of the above. So we did take him zero, you know, again to 800K and then climbing, but um, he wasn't unfamiliar with the platform. And I don't typically take on startup accounts because mm -hmm. there's so many variables in the beginning and for them to pay, you know, my management fees, oftentimes, depending on where the client is, it, it probably is not going to be a good fit. And again, I'm not, um, I'm not opposed to saying like, Hey, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be the greatest fit at this time. Let me have some people I can refer you to. Like we had one brand who, um, she, we did an audit for her. And I was like, oh, this seems super interesting. I love your, you know, like, I love your thought process. I love how you're doing this. I don't think you're at the stage to need me right now as much as you want to outsource this piece. So let me just give you some tips. So I did the audit for her, gave her some information, sent her on her way. And she came back to me a year later, like ready to go. She'd implemented everything. And like, we've onboarded her since and it's doing great. So there, it just depends again on what stage you are and what you need. Totally. Got it. Now, speaking from your perspective as, a, an, as an expert, what are the biggest challenges at the moment to actually successfully run Amazon, Adv Amazon ads? Yeah, um, so many of the moving pieces um, and contextualizing the data, I think, mm -hmm. is something that's quite different or difficult. Um, and I think it mainly goes off of uh, how competitive the ads are right now. Like it's... So it's it's these things what do that you mean? does it depends on the like a niche of the product like the product yeah, category so it's or a niche of the product or how high the cost per clicks are climbing. So for instance, mm -hmm. like we, there was a certain account we were running um, that we wanted to get more competitive on a specific keyword to rank. Um, two weeks ago, the cost per click on that was like three dollars, and then we ran it to get it more aggressive. And this was a little bit post Prime Day, so I think post day like Prime Day hadn't like calmed down quite yet. Um, but the cost per clicks, they jumped to like $5. It was ridiculous. Oh, wow. You know, so at that <laughs> point, it's like, okay, is it worth it for us to run on this? Or, you know, like, like how are we going to approach this? So, I mean, mm -hmm. the approach was let's go find different keywords. Um, mm -hmm. But that that's what making what's making it, I think, more complicated these days is just the high cost of advertising, which... Yes is very normal for an ad platform. Like Facebook, everyone's talking about Facebook ads have gone up. Google ads have gone up. Like Amazon is not, it's not the only ad platform that is facing rising costs. Like it's it's think, kind of the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Yeah, I think the most um, overall, like I think the most um, expensive platform to run ads, I'm not talking about like product ads, but overall ads is LinkedIn. When you actually try mm -hmm. to target a certain like CEO or someone like this, uh, I've seen ads like $30 a click, for example. So yeah. you, you are totally <laughs> right, actually. <laughs> um, so actually... Are there any cases where a client comes to you with a certain product categories? I don't know, maybe some home goods. Um, and basically you say, hey, within this budget, like since this category is so saturated, like there's no way that we will help you there. Did you actually have to reject someone because of the budgets that you said, hey, this is not realistic. We cannot do anything yeah. here. With yeah. Um, is it actually so common also? Yeah, so at this point, I don't I don't know if it's 
super common. Um, at this point, one of our evaluations on non-taking clients is honestly the brand owner. Um, there are some accounts where the um, the opportunity seems quite interesting. Um, and all things considered, it would probably be a really great account. But the thing that makes it, there are those accounts that the only reason it's difficult is because of the brand owner. Um, so I've been around the block enough. I've seen enough that um, I, I'm not always greatest. You know, like there's always people who slip through the cracks, but for the most part, um, I, I do kind of gauge it off of brand. So for instance, um, if you are struggling so the same same account struggling with conversion rates, right? One brand owner will say, I can't understand why my products will not sell. I used to do X two years ago. And, and it worked. can't and it and used to work. So it should work. Ads are not ads are obviously the problem. We need to go figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um another brand owner will say, My products are not converting. We need to figure out why, and it could be the ads, but I need to figure out how to attack it. And the, and the difference is honestly, and it, oh goodness, it's going to sound super cliche, like every single motivational speaker ever, but it's like the whole like giving, giving up <laughs> of your power as in like, so when you say like, oh, I don't know, it's Amazon's problem. It's way too competitive. That means if it's someone else's problem, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, versus the, hey, what's going on? How do we attack this? Let's make a game plan. So for instance, I had a client call earlier today, right? Um, he's like, oh, I've, I've kind of took my eye off this product. It's not moving. He goes, I have X amount of units. We have to sell them out by the end of the year because we have an expiration date on these. So you know what? I'm looking at it. I'm calculating what removal fees are going to cost. I'm calculating what my storage shipping fees are going to do. He goes, if I do X, I'm going to be losing $6.50 a unit. So therefore, I'm going to drop my price. We're going to push ads. So because I've already calculated my losses, I could go up to $6. I'm not, we're not trying to run that backwards. But he's like, I could actually run negative on my units because I'm dropping price and I'm adding coupons and I'm adding ads to it because he's got a lot of units and he's got to move them. And he goes... So I've already calculated it and we're going to drop this and we're going to get the conversion rates. And so we're going back and forth. He's like, oh, should I drop it by this much? We're like, yeah, we've already dropped it $2. We're already seeing increases in conversion rates. Here's the increases. Cool. What else can we do about it? Can we push ads? Can we do? And it's like, it's this attacking of a problem. And it's like, all right, shoot, I'm going to be, I might be losing money on these, but I'm not going to be losing as much yeah. as I'm going. I mean, like. So he's calculating, we're making a game plan, we're implementing it, and we're going to hit the number and we'll be fine. That's a totally. very different uh, dynamic than, oh, yeah. oh crap, I, I, really I like have all approach. these units. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So actually, you, you already started to answer it, like my, my last question, but maybe you can continue here. So I wanted to actually ask about the most common mistakes that Amazon sellers do when, when it comes to running like ads on Amazon. Mm. Um. Probably, so if a brand owner is setting it up themselves, uh, most common thing that I see is incorrect targeting, meaning they mm -hmm. have, uh, they're starting to target keywords that are way too competitive and they have way too low a budget to have any business running on those keywords. 
um, that's probably the most common mistake. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, a really good rule, rule of thumb to figure out if your ads have poor targeting. Again, asterisks if you're running like really aggressive top of this, you know, top of funnel, like broad market strategies, don't listen to this. But if you go into your account and your um, ad conversion rates are below your unit session percentage, probably a pretty good clue because typically mm -hmm. speaking again not always and this is if we're going hyper targeted um maybe again less broad brand aware strategies your ad conversion rate should be higher than your unit session percentage mm -hmm. got it got it thanks thanks elizabeth that was actually really really informative session um you, you shared a lot of details so i'm having a couple of guests here running uh, advertisement agencies but you actually really gave us gave us the juice so thank you for that um and yeah for for last few words if you could say where people can find you um and how can uh they start working with jungler yeah so the best place is definitely going to be our website um there is a form or not form it's a calendly link at the bottom you can set up a call with us and i'll probably be the one on that call and we can talk again we'll go through that process uh First step is figuring out goals. So that's what that first call is about. What are your goals? And then we look into how we can build an ad strategy off of that. Um, would be the best place. Awesome. I will make sure also to include um, all of the links you give me in, a, in the description of this podcast. So if you are listening on a Spotify or a YouTube or um, Amazon podcast or whatever, I think I'm, I'm running it on like 10 different platforms, then uh, there will be information nice. about that. So yeah, Elizabeth, thanks a lot for being here. Um, and yeah. Talk to you soon. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Bye-bye.